Queendom. Welcome to another episode of the New York City K-Pop Queens podcast. I'm your co-host, Charity. And I'm your co-host, Emily. We've got a big show as always. Our boys, Pentagon. Finally, we have some new material. Very excited to talk about them. Mark Twan from GOT7 has a new single called My Life. We'll get into that. One We. They released a album in the beginning of January, right? And we Mm -hmm. didn't get a chance to talk about it. One of our queendom requested this, so we will get into One We's new release called Planet Nine Voyager. Also, Stray Kids, Two Kids. First episode came out. Very excited to talk about our boys. We got to go to a tease. Oh, my God. So excited. The most heartbreaking thing is, is Monster X got canceled. We'll definitely be giving you all kinds of thoughts on that one, won't we, Emily? (laughs) Buckle up, Queendom. It's going to be a bumpy ride tonight. We have so many thoughts. As always, Emily has all the news. She will get you caught up on everything in K-pop. Our song of the week, a fun quiz. Emily, how are you? You know, it's the best of times. It's the worst of times, Charity. (laughs) It's a mixed bag this week. Uh, As Charity mentioned, we saw a tease a couple nights ago. We're still on cloud nine. Um, Better than we could have ever expected. And we didn't have low expectations. We have so many amazing things to kind of share with Queendom about that concert. It was really, really cool. But we jinxed ourselves last week, finally celebrating that we were going to see Monsta X. Yeah. We thought, well, it's a week away. I think we can finally stop being worried. We're going to do it. Boy, were we wrong. So wrong. Boy, do we look stupid. <laughs> Egg on our face. Egg on our face. They decided to ruin everything. So disappointed that this weekend we don't get to have that experience, but we're going to kind of give our thoughts on all of that. I'm excited to review a few of these things tonight. There's one release that I'm like going crazy over. So I'm really, I really can't wait to talk about all of this. Uh, welcome to First Time Listeners. We do this podcast every week. New episodes come out on Thursday. If you'd like to follow us on social media, NYC K-Pop Queens on Twitter and Instagram. Our email is also listed, so you can always email us, say hi. We're friendly, I promise, and we want to be <laughs> friends. We want to build this K-Pop community, so do not hesitate to reach out. Speaking of this K-pop community, welcome back, Queendom, our loyal, amazing listener community. Thank you for joining us for another week. We hope you're doing well, staying warm if you're like us and you're in the Northeast, and that your 2022 is off to a good start. So let's get into this as we're talking about Queendom. Every week, we ask questions on our Twitter page, so if you want to participate, be sure you're following us on Twitter. We like to check in with the Queendom, get your opinions and thoughts on things we've talked about, or maybe it's stuff we're going to talk about tonight. So let's go over these poll results, Charity. Yes, Last yes, week, yes. we reviewed Wean from one of your fave groups, Mama Moo. We both loved that release. Really, really solid release. I was excited about it. Song of the week. Really into Wean. But we wanted to know kind of the popularity of Wean versus her best friend and Charity's all-time fave, Hwasa. So, simple question. Who are you picking? Wien or Hwasa? Queendom, 66% chose Hwasa, 34% chose Wien. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, I feel like Hwasa is like a bigger quote-unquote star at this point. Yeah. But I will say I like Wien's vibe a little bit more. I vibe mm-hmm. with her more, so I'm in that minority on that one. But they both are great and bring a lot to the table. If you'd like to hear our review on Wean's most recent release, check out last week's episode, 87. 
We break down the single and album and all that fun stuff. Okay, switching gears. We've talked about the BTS merchandise on this show already because I was obsessed with getting Tay's bag and I didn't get it and I was all upset. (laughs) Um, So each of the guys designed two things and they could be anything. It wasn't just like traditional merchandise. So it can be totally random stuff, whatever they wanted to design. Like Namjoon did a wind chime and sweatpants. Um, Yoongi did kind of a folder and a necklace, just all different stuff. So Jungkook was the last one. And he has this asymmetrical hoodie. So in the front, it's longer on one side than the other, and it zips up. I think from a fashion perspective, this is pretty bold. So we wanted to know what you thought. Does Queendom love it or not your style? Charity, our Queendom is 50-50. Completely split on this one. Okay. Completely split. What do you think? Um, I feel like the asymmetrical was in, you know... A time ago, there was a time when that was a thing. Maybe they're trying to bring it back. back. Yep, yep, coming back. I would be on the side of not for me, but you know what? Rock it if you want to. I'm with you. Uh, I love hoodies. Love, love, love. But yeah, I probably wouldn't rush to get this one. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure people will love it and it'll look cool on them. It's just not my style. His other thing was like a mood lamp that's also a speaker. And that's more of my vibe from what Jungkook designed. I thought that was cool. And that would be lovely to have. But good luck getting your hands on this stuff, Army. (laughs) Right. Sells out a minute before it goes on sale, which I still don't understand. (laughs) It's so hard (laughs) to get their stuff. Charity and I have not scored any merch, in case you're wondering. Uh, We're on a bad streak right now when it comes to getting K-pop stuff. We were so good pre-pandemic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We never had a problem. And all of a sudden, in the past six months, we can't get our hands Uh, on anything. uh, We can't get concert tickets. We've struggled. So hopefully the tides will turn here for us in 2022. Uh, But thank you all for voting in that one. And our last poll question of this week changing gears again this has to do with k-pop tours you know we're going to talk about Etis and monster x tonight one of them went through with their tour and monster x canceled so we just kind of said do you feel comfortable attending concerts right now it's a personal choice so much around covid is a personal choice and it's really polarizing and everyone has strong opinions there's no right or wrong here but we were just curious 57% said no, 43% said yes. Interesting. I was expecting it to be flip-flopped. Yeah, you never know. You you never know. Some people are comfortable, some aren't. Uh, Personally, I am, but that's me. I'll go to whatever. (laughs) Vaxxed, boosted, masked up. I feel okay. Uh, But, you know. It's a personal choice, and if you don't, that's totally fine and totally fair. So thank you all so much for voting. We appreciate it. If you'd like to vote in our polls, head to our Twitter, NYC K-Pop Queens. There'll be new questions from this week's episode, I'm sure. Speaking of our queendom, we see where you're listening from, and we want to give specific shout-outs every week just to let you know that we see you, we appreciate you. So shout-out to Erie, Pennsylvania, Claremore, Oklahoma, Missouri City, Texas, Fresno, California, Heightstown, New Jersey, Toronto, Ontario, Tokyo, Japan, Stockholm, Sweden, Guatemala City, Guatemala. And we want to give a special shout out this week to our fellow mom babies. It has been a rough <laughs> week for us since that tour postponement. Yeah. 
but I want to send a lot of love to the four cities who were canceled. I think that's the ultimate disappointment when the other dates were postponed and they just aren't getting a show. So goodness, lots of love to you guys. Um, we're going to talk about that later, but <laughs> yeah. as you can tell, uh, lots of emotion behind this conversation with Charity and I, the way we lost it when that came out. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yikes. But there's some good stuff this week, too. So let's focus on the good. Let's start things off strong. As Charity mentioned, Pentagon. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, the guys of Pentagon, we've reviewed this group a few times before, uh, but we haven't had a comeback for a while, as Charity mentioned in the intro. Pentagon debuted in 2016 under Cube Entertainment. Originally, they had 10 members. Now they're down to nine. We recently had a member switch because Huey is in the military, but Jinho is back. So those two switched. So we're with eight members right now. The EP is called Invite You. The single is called Feeling Like. Charity, I've been dying to talk about this one. This was a hard one not to text you about this week. I know, I know. This, oh this was a tough one. Uh, break down this song for me. What are your thoughts? Um, well, first off, please invite us. We will come. Oh my God, uh, yes. I'm going to make an assumption that you're ready and willing to. <laughs> I don't care where it is. I don't care what time. I don't care whatever is going on in my life. Oh, do I have to fly across the world? I don't okay. care. Sure. I would go anytime, any day to anything they invited me to. Oh, do you want to watch me do accounting? Yes. Yes. Well, I I would love it. Oh my God. When and where? Drop my life. Oh my gosh. Okay. Right up our alley, especially mine. Sexy and grown. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's so catchy. I love the beat. I love the lyrics. Yuto and Woosuk with their deep, (laughs) sexy voices and those (laughs) raps. Good. Get out of here. here. Oh my gosh, Emily. I died. I died. Like, stop. I'm not even here right now. It's the ghost. So, I, oh, no, seriously. We haven't even t- t- wait till we get to that music video. Woo! Okay. Ooh. What did you think? This song, it is so freaking good. It is so good. Yeah. I love the groove. Great bass line. That always grabs me anyway, but that, you know, a great bass line will hook you. Mm-hmm. The beat in the chorus is irresistible. It stays in your head. And I think this is one of those songs that's impossible to not kind of bop around, not dance a little bit. Yeah. Welcome back, Jinho. Since we've been standing Pentagon, we haven't had Jinho in our life. Mm-hmm. Now we do. I thought it was really cool that he starts the song. Yeah. And he has a high voice, a great high voice that can substitute for Huey, which is also fantastic. Works out for them. I liked Shinwan's tone on this mm-hmm. one. I thought he sounded great when he came in. That perked my ears up. Yuto's verse. That first <laughs> verse of Yuto is so cool. Um, <laughs> This style just fits him perfectly. I like the, I, there's so much to talk about with this song. I like the breathing. There's this subtle like, ah, uh, ah, uh, in the chorus. Uh-huh. So cool. So cool. It's suggestive. It's sexy. My favorite kind. This song is phenomenal. And Kino, Jinho, Wusuk are credited in this song. This is a fantastic comeback. I love it. I think this vibe works really well for Pentagon. They said this was their first time doing this type of thing. They should do more. This fits. This fits so perfectly. And I love that they're so versatile. 
Mm-hmm. Like when you think about what we've reviewed from them, from Daisy, which I loved, and that was very adult and kind of yeah. dark and emo. Then they did Do or Not, which was so cute and kind of almost bubblegum pop. Mm-hmm. And now this, which is mature and sexy and smooth. Oof, I love Pentagon, but wow, this is one of my favorite comebacks. What did you think of the music video? Oh, oh my goodness. This video is everything visually i love the colors i think it's stunning the art on the wall and mm-hmm. then they do these like transitions from their kind of colored tailored suits to these black sexier outfits at points i loved that i thought that was really cool the styling thank you yeah thank you to the stylist perfect suits perfect outfits the jewel tones i thought were really nice there were some nice colors in there mm-hmm. I loved the gloves. Usually I'm not a fan of gloves. I thought these gloves were so fashionable and cool. Yeah, they were cool. Cool. They had velvet. They had leather. They had lace. And it actually, and it all worked. They looked cool. And I felt like they looked rich. Like the yes, whole expensive. tone was expensive. The yeah. whole tone was expensive, but not tacky expensive. Yeah. Not yeah. name brands everywhere. But you could recognize logos if you're into that type of thing, type mm-hmm. of rich. I thought that the styling was so good. What stood out to me the most, though, the choreography. I love yeah. this choreography, Charity. This is some of my favorite choreography. That knee thing, and then they lift mm-hmm. and move their head around. It is so freaking cool. I'm obsessed with it. Yanon's blonde hair and his arms get out of here. <laughs> Yuto, Yuto's been in the gym. Uh-huh. Yuta's been in the gym, like that sleeveless little look. I love, love this music video. I couldn't have directed it better. I'm guessing you're on you're on board yes, with that. Plus one to <laughs> everything you said. I thought it looked expensive. I thought they looked suave, like just very mm-hmm. cool and sexy and suave. Like they will sweep you off your feet and you won't even know it. Yeah. The styling, I loved the choreography. Like you said, all the biceps. Give me all the biceps. Yes, please. Love oh a good God. bicep. Um, they just looked very mature and grown, and we know how much I love that. So they were yeah. serving me everything I want. <laughs> you still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah, know what I mean. So, do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? You mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm Y'all already? Yeah, oh, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, oh, yeah? I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, we all artists, man. We go. You feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. With this I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I gotta don't lie. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit. They I loved it. So grown. Also, we have to mention this group is tall, tall. Mm-hmm. I think they might be the tallest group actually, because I compare them a lot with SF9 Not, yeah, in this music yeah. video as far as like best looking K-pop group, tallest K-pop group. They're tall. They have at least three that are over six feet. Woosok is a giant. He's six three. They're like super tall. But one thing I loved, Jinho is a little smaller. Jinho is my height. He's five six. 
And I really enjoyed seeing his height compared to the other guys. So you're like, huh. In my sick little brain. I'm like, so that's what I would look like next to him. Hmm, that's nice. <laughs> that's all I thought about. I was like, oh, that's good. Oh, perfect. Wow, that's a perfect height. Like, I loved it so much. I loved it so much. I immediately am like, how tall is he? Oh, interesting. Interesting. So huh. I really liked that as well. <laughs> Visually, this group works. Every mm-hmm. single member works. They look like models. Oh, they're so handsome. And what's funny is some are more traditionally handsome. Mm-hmm. Some have more masculine features, more feminine features. Some might not be considered handsome in a model, quote unquote, way. And they're still yeah. like the most handsome guys. They have such a cool persona and kind of swagger about them. Yeah. I'm so here for this. I'm obsessed with this group, honestly. And I thought the music video was just perfect. So cool. It's everything I wanted. And I was a little bit nervous, to be honest, because last week I was really excited about Victon. Yeah. And that one kind of let me down a little bit. So I thought, oh my goodness, Pentagon the next week. Well, they delivered. So Yes. Invitation accepted. We are going. Oh my goodness. You you got me feeling like I'll go wherever you want me to. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. I'm (laughs) charity. I'm obsessed. Obsessed. I have a feeling that we probably both liked a few songs in this album. We did. I mean, (laughs) I know I did. Yeah, I I know I did. There's a lot. I love the whole album. Same. I mean, I love feeling like, but there were two other songs that I also really, really loved. The game. Mm -hmm. So interesting. The opera intro. Was not expecting that. Um, so this opera intro comes in and then the beat drops and yeah. this funk kind of bass line comes in with Kino's amazing vocals. Yeah. So cool. And then this kind of opera style vocals is layered under the verses, which yeah. I thought was so interesting. And it was such a cool sounding song and they experimented with that element and I thought it paid off. Like it was so different. Mm-hmm. So different than what's out there right now without it being like jarring and weird. Yes. Like it was yes. executed yes. so well and yep. it paid off. Yep. Then my other jam, call my name. Oh, I No will. question. No question. <laughs> Had a sexy vibe to it. And hey, 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 from my jam back in the 90s, straight out of No Diggity by Blackstreet. Yep. And like, yep the best the freaking best like you're gonna give me 90s r&b i am on board that is like my heart and soul that song oh, is so cool i got so excited when i heard that i was like oh my god yes, so cool like- <laughs> perfect perfect uh, anyways yeah so i could go on and perfect. off with that song i was like no because hey, i'm, yeah, I'm hey, about yeah, to do hey, it yeah, like hey, yeah. trust i trust like <laughs> i'm gonna go on and on about those songs now what were your favorites i agree the whole album is great yeah we could break down the whole album. I love the single, but I thought, genuinely, I thought the first four songs, just bang, bang, yeah, bang, yeah, bang. Yeah, yeah, They're so good. So you have Feeling Like, and then you have One Shot, The Game, Call My Name. I love all those songs. I thought One Shot was great because it has that rock feel, but then you have that crazy switch up in the pre-chorus, the Are You Ready? And it's so cool. And then Yudo's low voice on that part. It's just perfect. Really, really well done. Wusuk and Shinwan wrote that one. You talked about the game. What an amazing song. That operatic beginning was so creative. Uh, That's Jinho on those vocals. And he was, I guess, completely intimidated. He didn't know he had to sing it till he got in the studio. And Wusak was like, (laughs) this is you. Because this is another 
Wusek wrote this song and yeah. produced it. It's so good. I love the run, run, run like the devil pre-chorus. That intense buildup. It's just like, this is a treadmill song. It pumps me up so much. And then the rap with the opera back and forth is brilliant. It's right? so, so cool. And then it has that really nice groove in the bridge. Towards the end, there's like this menacing laugh part, just this little add-in that I loved. You mentioned there's a lot going on in this song. It mixes in so many elements, yet it's the farthest thing from noise music. Yeah, you know? yeah it really is. It doesn't have that jarring feel. It's so smooth. It's so well done. And it's brilliant production. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. So um, huge shout out, Wusok. Like this is next level, really well done. But the song of the album for me is Call My Name. Yeah. That's the song <laughs> of the album. The start is really interesting and it's a little deceiving because it's like kind of this cool beat. But then all of a sudden that bass line comes in at like 11 seconds in and genuinely it's just the coolest song ever. It's so cool. Uh, the chorus is great. I love those muffled, yeah, like in the, in the yeah. beat, if you know what I'm talking about. There's yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, I love that. Very 90s R&B. The no diggity reference, you wretched. Oh, chef's kiss. And then the bridge. I think the bridge here is so great because you have Jinho high perfect and then hunsuk comes in and does this really cool sexy part and then kino kino i'm telling you this man is everything like he does this like ooh, and it's so smooth and cool i'm just obsessed with it this song is sexy and it's bold and smooth at the same time it's just like these are the cool guys you know great arrangement this song should be everywhere. It's genuinely my favorite thing I've heard all year. Wusak again and Kino wrote it. And I think it's just like brilliant. I love this song. I love everything about it. Obsessed. I cannot get enough of Call My Name. <laughs> uh, yeah. Obsessed. Obsessed. Uh. It's so good. But then I also liked the other two songs. Like Sparkling Night is a great song. It's a little bit lighter. We're kind of changing the tone. And then Bad is a great ending song. So really, the whole album I thought was no skip. It's really well done. Really well done. It's I'm going to say this is my favorite thing of the year of 2022 so far. It was early in the year, so that might not mean a lot. But of everything that's come out, this is my favorite. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Do you? Yeah. 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 It's so hard to kind of stand out when there's so much going on and not sound like a regurgitated version of something else like last week, unfortunately. Yeah. So even though it's like 90s R&B, the way they did it was so different. It's not really like been done that way. And even with the operatic song, that's so different. Just you can find a way to be innovative without copying someone else or – crazy or being so crazy that you're like the got girls unfortunately you know like you're trying something but it's a little too like out there so yeah 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 yeah. there's a very fine line of how to to walk that line and they did it perfectly oh shout out to the cube entertainment team Um, yeah their producer nathan he works on all the songs with them obviously he's fantastic I think most special shout out has to go to Woosok because he did yeah. every song on this album. And this was his first one without Huey because it used to always be Woosok and Huey on like mm-hmm. every song. Huey's like an amazing songwriter. You know, he's the leader of the group 
And now he's in the military. Wusak did it by himself and he did an amazing job. Not by himself, you know, like. Yeah. Other guys helped on certain songs. And obviously Nathan was his production partner. But it's still, when you go from three to two, that person missing is tough. And Wusak's the youngest member of this group. He's the baby, and he's writing and arranging and producing all of yeah. these songs that are ridiculously good. Yeah. Ridiculously good, no matter what age you are. To do Call My Name and The Game, those are insane. Insane. He's a talent. And what's funny is it's easy to think he's older because he's so tall, and this group is very grown and sexy, but he's younger than Jungkook. Really? <laughs> he was born Why in 1990. He was born oh in 1998. God. Like, wow. Wusak is young and he's, he's produced so and written. Up. He is grown. He's yeah. just different vibe, different vibe. Yeah. But I think, you know, I'm just so proud of all of those accomplishments. That's a massive yeah. deal. And yeah. the stuff that he puts out is amazing. So I already love Pentagon. Y'all know that. I went crazy with that Daisy song. Like right, <laughs> right, yeah. right with Daisy. I was like, this group is my vibe. And they've continued. I feel yeah. like even when they do different things. All of us have a different vibe on certain days. We're all multifaceted people. They're multifaceted and it all works. Yeah, I'm so into them. So speaking of who we're so into and giving yes. shout outs to members, we've got to check in with our biases. Charity, bias and wrecker. Who was your original? Has Have things changed? Um, I'm still hardcore. Yuto is my, is that is my yeah. bias. That is my man. And Yanin is still wrecker. Okay. That blonde hair, just sealed the deal. Not that there was any question. You know, Wusak really just, whew, when he came in with that rap, I was like, oh, okay, all right. Tanya. You know, hello. No, but oh. yeah, Yanin, Wrecker, and Yuto, just, yeah, there's no touching that man. What about you? Life has changed for me drastically with this Uh-oh. group. Because oh, when no. they first came out, <laughs> I was like, oh, I like Yiwan and Yanin, I think, yeah. was my wrecker. Mm-hmm. And then with the next release, and as I got to know them more, I was like, mm, I don't know. I kind of like Wusuk because I love his personality and his talent and everything about him. And I like Kino. I remember when you switched to Kino. Kino came hard. So those two, top of my list. And then I've got to be honest with you, your man, Yuto. Yeah. It's hard not to. It's hard not to. He's yeah. got a really cool voice. He's got such presence. And when you watch them, he's very likable, mm-hmm. very nice and sweet, super attractive. And I think I really, those three kind of were cemented for me when they did that single, that Care Bear Us. <gasps> yes. Yeah. I was like, I, I love that. all three of them. These are the cool guys I want to hang out with. These are the guys I want to date. Like I really, that whole group, I would say are my bias. <laughs> Yeah, I think that whole group, those are my biases. But I have a feeling if we ever have the opportunity to meet in person that Wusak goes to the top of the list because he's so talented and his taste, the stuff he creates, the vibe he's into, it's my exact preference. You know, like, yeah, I feel like we're music soulmates. So I don't know. We'll see what happens uh, when, we get that, <laughs> when we get that invite. We'll see. Right? We're ready and waiting. But all three of those guys, I love. I think this group is so impressive. And as we're talking about those guys, happy birthday to Kino and Wusak celebrating birthdays this week. So Aquarius Kings, happy birthday. I'm also very compatible with Aquariuses. So put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not compatible with most K-pop idols. As a fire sign, it's been one of my 
biggest disappointments since we got into K-pop. But this group, I'm compatible with a lot of them. So, hey, <laughs> finally, finally. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Pentagon's so good. I know we're really excited and gushing, but it's because the music is so good, you guys. Yeah. Please check out this album. Listen to it all the way through. Watch the music video. It, it, they're a real deal. They're really, I feel like when really we good. agree so passionately on something, that means something. Exactly. You know how we love Stray Kids and push <laughs> yeah. them as much as we possibly can. I feel like Pentagon's right behind right now. Like, everyone needs to listen. Pentagon's the best group of the world. Uh, they deserve a lot. They deserve to be huge. And I really hope this does numbers. I hope they get a show win. When they finally won for Daisy, that was the first time they'd won ever. They've been around since 2016. So let's keep that momentum going. Let's get a show in here for feeling like it deserves it. I think we need to play a clip. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of feeling like, let's play a clip so the Queendom can hear what we're talking about. This is Feeling Like by Pentagon. I want you, want you, want you, want you, not cheese, ma. And I know you, know you, know I'm not oh my god so so good oh it's just so cool it's so cool what a great song they're knocking it out of the park and someone else who was on songwriting credits only for that song on this album was the gentleman who we talked about a few weeks ago who uh, wrote that song for Ive, who manages Bugaboo. Yes. Super songwriter extraordinaire. I forget his name. Sorry, guys. We mentioned it a lot, but he's on this too. So makes sense. That guy writes great songs. Great song. Congratulations, Pentagon. We're massive fans. So I'm really, really excited to see what's going to come of this again i hope it's their most successful comeback ever they deserve it queendom check it out it's an amazing album great music video okay let's move on but don't worry we're sticking with our guys pentagon because it's our (laughs) favorite time of the week queendom you know what it is charity you know what it is it's quiz time hey yo hey yo hey yo yo. oh girl that quiz looks good um (laughs) Quiz time, everyone. The no diggity version, no doubt. Launch Street edition. Hmm. True that. True that. I die. Okay. Every week we take a quiz uh, on the podcast. Usually they're BuzzFeed quizzes. It's just fun. Something silly to break things up from hearing us gush over our favorite groups. This week, the quiz is about Pentagon, and it's very straightforward. It's called, It's Time to Find Out Which Member of Pentagon You'll Date. (gasps) Very important information. It is. It is. I'll be honest. I'm not going to be upset with anyone in this group. Right. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) It's fine. Um, Sometimes I really want my bias. This one, I love all these guys. If you'd like to play along, there's a link in the podcast you're listening to right now. It's in the description. Or check out our Twitter feed. It should be there too. And you can let us know who you got. Speaking of the description, if you want to hear the album we just mentioned, 
check it out. We've got a playlist of every song we mentioned during the podcast. We make playlists for you every week as like a companion to the podcast so you can reference the songs we're talking about. Okay, Charity, are you ready? Ready. Question number one. What do you like about Pentagon the most? Choreography, rap, vocals, or visuals? Oh, that is really, really tough. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to say visuals. Be really so shallow. <laughs> so, well, it's not even the shallow. I like the whole stage picture. I like the whole all together, not just like, oh, they're hot, because I think yeah. there's much more attractive groups in standard ways, but their whole visual picture when they're all together and also just the imagery from like this comeback, it's fresh in our heads, visual for sure. <laughs> okay. Pick a movie genre, romance, comedy, action, horror, Western, or documentary? Documentary. Romance. Uh, Charity watches rom-coms, and I watch depressing <laughs> documentaries. I love them. So that's the way it works. She's over there watching Hallmark, and I'm like, ooh, I'm watching this new oh, docuseries my. about a murderer in Times Square. No, I did. I just watched oh, one. It was, it was pretty good. Okay. This is pretty basic. It's just a question about how tall are you, and there's uh, six different options. So like 5'1 to 5'2, below 5 foot tall. 5'6 to 5'9, 5'10 to 6 feet, taller than 6 feet, 5'3 to 5'5. Five five. I am a little over 5'8, so I will pick the 5'6 to 5'9 range. I am 5'6, so I will pick 5'6 to 5'9 range. Do you like spicy food? Yes, no, depends on my mood. I'll eat it if I have water. Yes, 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 yes. I yeah, same. It. Give us all the spice. We're going to get the same guy, right? <laughs> we definitely are. Okay. Pick an activity, watch TV, go swimming, read a book, play piano, dance, or sleep. Uh, I'll say dance. I will say watch TV. Okay. Pick an artist, Monster X, Little Mix, The 1975, Bruno Mars, Taylor Swift, or BTS. I mean, this is hard. Definitely. <sighs> I'm going to have to go with Taylor Swift. No, I'm just kidding. Lots to X. Lots to X. I was like, since when, invasion Emily? Invasion of the body snatchers, okay? Learn about it. Lots <laughs> X. Yeah, Lots X, same. Even though we're mad at you, but still. We're getting the same one. Okay, who's your bias in <laughs> Pentagon? I'll say Woosak. It's close, but... You too. All right. Ooh. Who'd you I got? got Kino. <gasps> what? Did you get no, Kino too? No, no, I got oh. Wissak. Oh. All good. <laughs> I got Wissak. I'll take it. I think, like I said, nice. I'm pretty sure we're musical soulmates. So there you go. <sighs> Time to fall in love. Okay, Kino works for me. Right, Kino. Mm. I see. Now, th here's my problem. I'd be jealous. I'd be over here happy with Wissak, <laughs> but I'm still jealous because I also like Kino. <laughs> I'm serious. I have like. I have oh two, I think I have two biases and then Yuto's wrecker, I think. Um, but I'm still on the, like, uh, I don't Instead know. of sister wives, Emily's like, I will star in brother husbands. <laughs> or just like, they're not to date anybody else. <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> but you can't. Well, I'm a busy girl. I've got a lot of biases. <laughs> but I'd be very upset to see Keto with anyone else. <laughs> oh my goodness. I die. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. At least we got different results. Um, yes, yes. Everyone, 
check out the uh, link on Twitter. Let us know who you got. Hopefully that was fun for all of you. And it's time to move on. We're going to completely switch gears. Things are getting a little dark with Mark Tron. So Mark released a new single. We reviewed his first single and Charity and I, to be honest, weren't crazy about it. Yeah. So we definitely, you know, it's not fun when you don't like something. It's not fun for us to give a negative review, but we always try to be honest because if you love everything, then nothing's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we always try to be honest with you. And that was hard for us because we root for all the GOT7 guys. So we wanted to review this new one for Mark, keeping an open mind going into this one. So the song is called My Life. What did you think, Emily? I have some thoughts. (laughs) Okay. I want to hear yours first. I'm going to be honest. And okay. (laughs) I like this more than Last Breath, right? Last Breath was the last one. I like this a lot more. I think the stripped down production, it helps more of the emotion he's trying to get through come through. So I think if that's the lane he wants to go, this is a better execution. I liked the simple piano chords at the beginning. Relatable lyrics, Mark is sad. It's sad boy hours. Loving myself is all pretend. I tried everything to please you. I forgot to think of me too. I woke up and realized that this is my life. I think that's very relatable. A lot of people can relate to kind of waking up after a relationship and realizing how much they compromised themselves while they were in the relationship. And at the end of the day, it's your life. You only have one life. And you come to the, you know, I think a lot of us do that in romantic relationships, friendships, family relationships. You know, it's kind of, he's coming to this awakening of like, this is my life and I'm not in a good place. In that way, it reminds me of Justin Bieber's Lonely, and I thought that song was phenomenal. This one doesn't quite get there, in my opinion, but I understand what he was trying to do. Again, I think this works better than Last Breath. The vocals worked a little bit better on this song for me than the first one. So if he wants to go this lane, he can. It's just a matter of production and songwriting. I liked the strings and the bridge. I thought that was very dramatic and pretty. So it's not like a home run, but I thought this was a step up from the last one. What did you think? Sounds like you're like, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I have similar notes. Um, I did like the piano instrumental. I like the instrumental in the end, like you with the bridge. I like that the lyrics were emotional, mm-hmm. but I don't believe him when he sings them. Unfortunately, mm. I just mm-hmm. I could not connect with him emotionally on it. Like yeah. these lyrics are very emotional, but his voice didn't convey that to me. It was a little too one note and one tone and there was no emotion for me in it. Um, yeah, I so understand I was saying there. highly disappointed because the lyrics are so beautiful and emotional, but the performance, unfortunately for me, I didn't feel it. And not like I'm not the one who's like always like need to have these deep emotional songs, but if I'm not feeling it and I normally love, you know, like a nice emotional thing like you, but if, even if I can't feel it and I feel like I'm a lot more forgiving with that, yeah, you know, yeah, I think we got to tap in. We got to like, we got to get vulnerable. Like you're having these vulnerable lyrics. You got to be ready to open up with us. And I feel like he's holding back so much. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I think that he is – I don't know if he's afraid. I don't know if he thinks people will judge him. Like, he clearly wants to let it out because these lyrics are showing that. But there's a blockage that I feel, some kind of disconnect where he's not letting go from the inside out and he's not, like, really exposing himself. And I think that 
he would connect more vocally to these lyrics if he did kind of let go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just no, I, compl- I completely agree. And I think yeah. that that was obvious in the video too. What were your thoughts yes. on the video? Yeah. Um, again, I just, I, I didn't believe it. The song is supposed to be very emotional and I didn't feel any of the expressions were emotional at all. I didn't feel like he was connecting. His eyes didn't show it. His facial expressions, there's nothing in it to me showed that he connected. He was like there as if someone was taking your picture, but even the picture wasn't emotional. Like I didn't feel anything Hmm. um, at all. And again, I'm not like, you know, I'm very forgiving on this stuff. So when I'm not even feeling it and I can't even be like, then I feel like there's a huge disconnect somewhere. And of course, it's not easy to be vulnerable. Believe me, I get it. But when you are selling this to people and your song is very emotional, you got to give me something, you know? So it was a bit of a miss for me. I liked the shots. I thought visually this was very pretty. There's a shot towards the beginning of him lying on the floor and the camera above is circling. And the blue lighting and the circling camera, I really think that that was just like Requiem for a Dream. There's a a really memorable shot, if you Mm -hmm. know that film, with Jared Leto and Jennifer Connelly lying on the floor. I recognize that. And I liked that shot. I thought it was great. Later in the music video, there's a part where he's wearing this like black leather jacket and he walks into the light and it's kind of a stunning like moment. It's really pretty and well done. Okay. I think this all felt to me like a fashion shoot Mm -hmm. and not a music video for an emotional song. Yeah. Um, All of the stuff, it's very visually pretty. There's a part then where he's wearing a white open shirt and like leaning against a piano. I mean, it looked like he was in a fashion shoot. It didn't fit the tone of the song, in my opinion. Then there is a part where all of a sudden, like, during that really pretty part of the the bridge, the strings are coming in, the drama's coming in, and white paint covers everything. And I think maybe that symbolizes, like, a new start or wiping everything clean, you know, this lightness kind of painting over the darkness. Um, That's at least what I got from it. And then he's shirtless, and there's paint all over him. and. I thought that it was a real miss when he looked at the camera. Mm-hmm. I think if I directed that, I would have had him look down or away from the camera. Like you said, the eyes aren't connecting. Mm-hmm. It looked like he was trying to be sexy and smear paint all over his body. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it didn't work for me. It sounds like we kind of think the same thing here. We get what you're trying mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Ugh, it, it just feels like he's still thinking about, do I look cool? Do I yes. look, do I look attractive? He's, do I look yeah. attractive? He's in his head. Very much so. And it's hard to be yeah. an artist when you spend all of your time in your head and you don't mm-hmm. just let the artist come out. Yeah. And a lot of people are like that. <laughs> people are like that in real life and yeah. can't even connect with their friends and family in real life and kind of put up walls and guarded. But as an artist, you have to be there and vulnerable and present yeah, you're cheating yourself out of the connection you want with your audience. And I think yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people never try to get that connection and that's fine. Maybe if that's the type of person you are, you should be singing songs about going to a party tonight and like having a great day or like songs about, you know, being positive and Nothing you know, less that, vulner- like don't be vulnerable then if yeah. you're not really going to go there because yeah. it's, you're doing yourself a disservice exactly. and your fans because your fans have an expectation of what this is supposed to feel like and look like and sound like. 
And if you can't deliver that because you're just not, you just can't, then that's fine. But we need to pivot. We need to pivot yeah. and yeah. and work to our strengths yeah. or what we're ready to give people. I would get him um, he, like acting lessons for sure. Uh, yeah. He needs to kind of break down those walls and mm-hmm. learn to connect in a way that's not an idol trying to look sexy. Yeah. And when you think about it, you think about these songs and the connection, think about losing you by Wan Ho. Oh God, right? The first note, it you felt like someone just stabbed you in the heart. It was so powerful. Yeah. The first yeah. shot of that music video, you could tell he was crying before they showed his eyes. You felt it so powerfully without any theatrics, not mm-hmm. thrashing about, not making faces, just genuine open honesty and pain. And that was so brave. Uh, y'all know I love Wu Sung. I talk about him all the time, but his voice with that break is able to really show emotion that, mm-hmm. you know, cuts through. You feel it. Everyone doesn't have that. Every actor doesn't have that. Every artist doesn't yeah. have that. Totally fine. I want to say, like, you can break th- down all you want. You can work through blocks and all of that crap. But if you don't have the ability and the emotional depth as a person, it'll never get there anyway. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. That's okay. Some actors can cry at the drop of a dime because they're that emotionally available. Some can't. And you can't make yourself have emotions that aren't existing, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I think yeah. that that's also the thing. It's just like, who who are you as an artist? Who are you as a person? Everyone's not dark and deep and emotional. Everyone's not light, bright, and chill. And there's no good or bad. Like exactly. There's no like, one is better than the other. It's just knowing kind of who, who you are, are and what you're yeah. able to bring to the table and play to your mm-hmm. strengths. And I think yeah. – Mark still hasn't gone there. Again, I want to say I liked this a lot more than the first one. I liked the song and I liked the music video better. So I think if he wants to do this, he can. He just needs to work on kind of this stuff. And Mm -hmm. you're so attractive. You're going to look attractive at every angle. Stop worrying about how you look and worry about what's actually happening and the art of it. And I think that that would go a long way. It's just... Ugh, oh, Mark, we're rooting for you. Yeah. <laughs> rooting for you hard. It's never fun. I was like dreading having to have this discussion because I was like, oh, like I hate when I when I can't be like, I love this, you know? And what's sad is I did see moments in the music video where I was like, okay, good. And then all of a sudden, yeah, the model is back, you know? Yeah. The yeah. K-pop idol's back. And it's like, oh, okay. Which again, is absolutely <laughs> yeah. fine. But if you're doing this... Just compare this to Wanho losing you. Mm-hmm. And it's, you can't compare it. Like, if you're going to do this type of song, if you're going to go that heavy, it, I reference Lonely by Justin Bieber. Watch that video. It's night and day. Be ready to, to rip open the wounds for this because the lyrics is what we're expecting. Like, that's what we're expecting from you. And you don't have to cry. You don't have to, you like, know. sit there yeah. and be, but just watch Justin Bieber in Lonely. Yeah. Just watch him looking at himself in the mirror and watch him walking onto that stage. There's no theatrics because there doesn't need to be because it's mm-hmm. honest and it's vulnerable yeah. and it's it's who he is. And it, it, you don't have to watch him have a big nervous breakdown and smear paint all over his body. Just like stand there and sing the song. Yeah. You know, the truth always comes through to people. So focus on the truth. And if your truth is, I'm a little sad about what happened with God 7. I'm a little confused about what my next, you know, thing is. I'm scared then write about that and put songs out about that. Something that's maybe a little more smaller and focused might bring out that vulnerability better than these giant, dramatic 
songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Just my opinion. Just our opinions. Uh, we like Mark. We're rooting for him. There's definitely things here that worked. Uh, so we're not just nitpicking and trying to be jerks. It's just that, you know, there's some stuff that you can see from the outside. And it's definitely easier said than done. We get it. Just our thoughts. And again, it'll be interesting to see what's next. This yeah, I liked a lot more yeah. than Last Breath. And maybe the next one I'll love, you know? Good job, though. It's always hard to put yourself out there. So Yeah, I mean, it's not... No. There's good stuff with this one. There's good stuff. I genuinely, I think without the video, I would like the song. The video threw me off. There was a lot there that didn't work. So take the video out of it. I think the song has a lot of bright moments and there's some good stuff in there. And his voice can do this. So not my favorite thing, but it's definitely not bad. Let's play a clip for the Queendom so they can kind of hear what we're talking about. This is My Life by Mark Twan. Say I seem okay when I'm sitting here with all my friends. Easy to say when you're looking from the outside. And I'll never change, loving myself, it's all pretend. And I might never again. I tried everything to please you. I forgot to think of me too. I woke up and realized that this is my life. like the lyrics i get it again i think the actual message of the song and stuff yeah i like this so much more than last breath and i'm excited to see him continue to grow and kind of hone all of this stuff and decide if this is who he wants to be as an artist yeah and if it is you know he'll learn and keep moving forward so yeah congratulations to him for continuing to create and putting out something um that you know was a step in the right direction in my humble opinion Okay, let's move on. We're changing things up again because we're going to talk about a group called One We. Yes, it's not One Us, it's One We. Um, (laughs) One We, they're actually like the brother group of One Us. So we'll fill you in on this story. We were recommended this group from Katrina, a lovely member of the Queendom, our friend Katrina. She introduced us to One We. And They've been around for a while. They actually debuted under Modern Music in August of 2015, but then they moved to RBW, One Us's label, in June of 2017, and they were renamed and re-debuted as One We in May of 2019. So they've kind of had a journey to get where they are. Interesting fact, Dong Myung is the twin brother of One Us's Xion. So how cool is that? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting little fun fact. They would be kind of the band version of One Us's K-pop boy band, you know? It's kind of an interesting back and forth. So they released a new album at the beginning of the year a few weeks ago called Voyager, Planet Nine Voyager, sorry. Uh, The single is called Universe. Charity, what did you think of the song? Oh my God. It's really, really beautiful. Like, so beautiful. The lyrics are about a loving relationship between two people or even a person and their pet. And that no matter where in the universe they may have gone to, they will always be by your side. The emotions and the vocals, it's just like they really talk about connecting emotionally. Are you kidding me? Even the instruments, like the guitar 
has emotion. Mm-hmm. There's filled with emotion. The guitar part um, at the end was amazing. Um, it just like that riff, and it happens in a lot of the bridges in their songs. I noticed that there's mm-hmm. this really emotional guitar riff and the bridge, and I just die for it. Yeah, this was quite the emotional song to listen to. <laughs> I liked it, but I was like, oh man, I was I'm in, in the midst of things, and this really just sent me over the edge. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty song. I love Young Hoon's voice. I think he has yeah. a wonderful voice. It's so beautiful and sincere. I wasn't expecting that guitar solo at the end and Kanghan shreds. I love emotional guitar. I'm a big blues music fan, and I think instruments can convey emotion as well as, if not better, than voices and lyrics a lot of times. Um, yeah. So I love that aspect about them. I thought it was a good song. It's not my favorite song on the album. I thought as far as like uh, Korean rock bands go, K-pop bands go, it sounded like a lot of other songs to me. So I was like, okay, this is good, but I'm not like blown away. I think there's other stuff that really I loved on the album, but I liked this song, if that makes sense. And then the music video. Yeah, what did you think of the music video? Yeah, it's like a gut punch. It's a gut punch. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. And I feel this way a lot when I'm watching K-dramas. You know, you cry throughout a lot of K-dramas. There's really sad stuff that is also relatable. A lot of times it's family and people dying and it's it's tough. And this music video just was like right there. It was um, very pretty, but also emotional because each member is spending time with their loved ones. So it's a mother, a little brother, a dog, you know, and so on. So it yeah. feels very relatable and sad and kind of just, you know, to the point of the song. Obviously, it went very well with the song. I think they're interesting looking. I think they're all very, very handsome. Yeah. It's funny because I don't picture bands looking like K-pop idols, but <laughs> all of these bands, they're so yeah. handsome. So, so handsome. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Do you have similar thoughts on the music video? Yeah. I mean, so I I listened to the song before I watched the music video and I looked at the lyrics. And so I knew like I was going to be in for it. But when I saw the dog, I was like, great. I'm going to (laughs) cry. Like even before I'm like, I know where this, this song is going. And I, and like anything with the dog, Mm because I also have, I have Mm -hmm. a dog especially and he's getting older. And so I was like, okay, this is going to make me cry. Um, And it did. Yeah. (laughs) The scene where they're burying the time capsule with the memories of their like lost loved ones. And then they're all and there. They're running. Oh, yeah. And the I dog's know. running beside him. Yeah. Emily, I, I ugly cried. Like I ugly cried. So yeah, that definitely took me on an emotional journey that I was not expecting. Um, <laughs> Trust me, start these K-dramas. That's what everyone's <sighs> like. <laughs> right? Like uh, it was very cathartic though. So I needed it. So I'm happy with that. Like Needed to get a good release out, and I yes, did. It's always nice yeah. to have that relatable cry, uh, tap in with your emotions uh, when yeah. you're going through stuff. Yeah, not not a bad thing. Oh, what about the rest of the album? Is there anything you liked on there? You mentioned that you liked something better. Yeah, I kind of liked the second half of the album a lot. I thought mm-hmm. Trigger was really interesting. It felt a little grittier than the rest of the album. I liked the feel of that song. Orbit, the acoustic guitar was nice in Orbit. I thought it was very pretty, but I loved From. I loved mm-hmm. the ending. It was yeah. really 
really cinematic and it was very romantic. Uh, simple guitar and Young Hoon's voice. It like sets this really peaceful tone. And I love the use of the guitar notes throughout the song. And there's this like feeling of hope. Even through sadness, there's this feeling of hope with the instrumentation. And it's really nice when that piano comes in, like kind of this epic soaring ending. And it felt like a happy ending after a struggle. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was really like, I'm borrowing your word. It was cathartic. It was a cathartic way to end (laughs) the album. It just felt like the right ending. And I I Mm -hmm. loved that sound. What about you? What song stood out? Um, I really liked Montage. I love that rock guitar intro. Mm. And I liked the bridge that this cool high note led into this amazing guitar riff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also loved From Like You. I thought it was beautiful, emotional, yeah. had amazing harmonies. And I liked yeah. it really let me have a big sigh at the end of all the emotionalness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It was good. Exactly. Uh, I didn't know what to expect because I wasn't really familiar with them, but – Tapped into my emotions, which I I needed. Yeah, sometimes you need that. Sometimes it's yeah. nice to put an album like this on on like a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is really good, and I'm happy that we found them and that we're able to talk about it. I liked it. Yeah, great voices in this group. Oh, right. Yeah, like lots of talent in this group. I, I obviously I love Young Hoon, but he's mm-hmm. not the only one that can sing. Yeah, and they can rap like. If you listen to their older stuff, they do rap in some songs. And there was a little bit in um, in Vision. So I thought that was cool, too. I was like, okay, this group has a lot to offer, and I'm excited to hear more. Let's talk about biases. I think mine's obvious because I mentioned him more than anyone as we're speaking. Who's your bias? Young Hoon. His vocals are just gorgeous. They're just so emotional. Yeah. So clear. Yeah. Um, I liked him. And then the drummer, is it Harin or Heron? I don't want to mispronounce his name. Well, I'm, I, yeah, don't ask me because I ruin the names every week. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the worst. <laughs> I thought he was very handsome. Yeah, super handsome. What about you? Who's yours? Young Hoon is. Yeah, yeah. I love Young Hoon. I think he's talk about handsome, but his voice. Oh, yeah. and obviously yeah. he writes a lot. They all wrote on this album too, which I thought was really cool. And each person kind of has like their own song, which I also liked. So for that reason, my wrecker is going to be the twin of our one us friend over there. Dong Myung, I think is my wrecker because I love Trigger so much. And I think he has a nice voice and it's really cool to hear him sing as well. So as of now, that's my wrecker and my bias. You know how much I change as I get to know a group better, but we will review one we in the future. I like this group. This is why this podcast is so fun for us. And this is why we appreciate Queendom so much. We're not joking when we say if there's a group that you're passionate about and you want to hear our thoughts, let us know. We wouldn't have figured this out with one we. We wouldn't have covered them had we not been introduced to them through the Queendom. So thank you so, so much for, you know, turning us on to this group. And it's really fun to kind of learn about these K-pop rock groups. Yeah. There's a lot of talent and there's a lot of really pretty songs. So everyone check out One We. And before we move on, why don't we play a clip so they can kind of hear what we're talking about. Uh, This is Universe by One We.
incredibly emotional and beautiful. Yeah, it's a really, really pretty song. A really nice song. The whole album kind of flows really nicely as well. Like there isn't a song mm-hmm. that I was like, ooh, no. You know, you can listen yeah, to the whole, yeah. song, the whole album all the way through without skipping. And it's just pleasant sounding. There's some interesting music in it. It's just, it's really nice. So yeah, congratulations, One Wee. Thanks again to Katrina for introducing us to this lovely group. Okay, Charity, we've got to move on to another lovely group. Charity and I, on Monday evening, were lucky enough to see a tease. Uh, Prudential Center sold out in Newark, New Jersey. This was the largest venue a tease has played. Uh, 19,500 people sold out, sold out, sold out. Have we mentioned that it was sold out? (laughs) The crowd was different than the other K-pop concert we've gone to since the pandemic started. All of you queendom are very familiar with our BTS story. We were lucky enough to see BTS in Los Angeles in November. This was a different feeling, Charity. Totally. This was more... Like, obviously, we're hardcore multis, um, but I felt like this audience has definitely been with ATs for a long time. They are hardcore H&E. Yes. Um, I didn't feel like a ton of multis. I mean, I could be wrong, uh, but they knew every Whoa. word. They knew all the chants. Yeah. But I felt like I was part of, like, this close-knit group. It was exactly. cool. It felt like yeah. the old BTS concerts. I think, you know, yes. something we touched upon the first, when we went to the BTS concert in Los Angeles, the only disappointing aspect was some of the crowd felt like they were there just to be there because it was such a yeah. large event. Mm-hmm. No fan chants. People didn't know the words. And that's, like, yeah. insane coming from a K-pop concert. I'm sure most of this crowd were Maltese just like us, but they're passionate K-pop fans, real Atenese. So... Fan chants, every word. It's that feeling of being surrounded by diehard K-pop fans. Mm-hmm. That's hard to describe unless you've been there. So I hope every member of the Queendom gets to go to a K-pop concert in their life and know what we're talking about. But shout out to Aitini because they showed up for sure. Let's talk about the highlights of the concert. We d- we're not going to spend too much time on this because we know some of you are going to the show and we don't want to totally ruin every moment, <laughs> but we're going to talk about kind of what stood out to us, our favorite songs or anything else. Charity, what were the highlights for you? Okay. Highlights for me were a few. First off, I love that Hong Jun referred to himself as a captain because yeah. they were starting off with their like pirate series. Um, so he was like, I guess the captain of the ship, which I loved. Also, what stood out to me is like you watch them on TV, you watch them in music videos, watch them in performances, but there's something about when you're in person yeah. and they're on stage. Hong Joon is so charismatic. I could not stop watching him. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. He's not my bias or my record before this. I was like, Hong Joon, look at you. Just so, so confident. So just feeling himself and being funny and just very charismatic. Yeah. Dong Ho. His vocals were freaking insane. I mean, I have never, I mean, we know he can sing, but yeah. that man hit every single note. Vocal king. Vocal king. Yeah, no question. I mean, John Ho's in a different zone than most right? most other K-pop idols. Yeah. Um, watching them, I always enjoy the interaction in between songs and they're talking with one another mm-hmm. and just kind of joking around your man Wu Young boy dance king yes dance I king. think so too I think so too oh. I know I'm biased but when they're doing choreography there's one person your eye goes to in my opinion there's one, like yeah he's so so talented he's the dancer of the group when I'm watching them I'm like oh my goodness wow 
My man San looked amazing. Still definitely my bias. Hello, okay. baby. Love you. Um, <laughs> it was our first time seeing ATs yes. at a concert, so I was super excited about that. It's always fun when you finally get to go to a concert of a group that you've been standing for a bit, and especially because exactly. of COVID, we haven't been able to go. So it's exciting. It's like, oh my gosh, it's our first concert. You know? Yeah. No, <laughs> it's our for first sure. H&E concert. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I thought that it was really, really cool. I want to give a special shout out to them and their team. The way that they pulled this off was perfection. I love that mm-hmm. they let fans keep their tickets from 2019. Yeah. Thank you for doing that because we've been on the other side of that. The devastation was yep. real. And we yeah. didn't have tickets in 2019. It was harder for newer A&Es to get tickets, as it should be. We yeah. started liking them during the pandemic. So that's the way it should go. The loyal fans um, were able to keep their seats. And I thought that that was really nice. And then the ones who weren't, their tickets went up for sale. And some of us were lucky enough to grab them. The whole production was fantastic. I think starting, opening with Wonderland. And they did the mm-hmm. version from Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, so cool. Really. I love that song. And that's what made me kind of fall in love with the tease. I will never forget watching the 2019 Mamas. Mingy had bright red hair and they were all wearing white and he was like shirtless. His, yes. And it was the most powerful performance. <laughs> yeah. And I remember thinking, wait, this group didn't win Rookie of the Year. Who are they? They're amazing. Like immediately, I was like, this group's going to be a problem. They're amazing. <laughs> Uh, that's what got me in like really like, Ooh, it teases good. So it was really cool that they opened with that. And then going into say my name, which is such a fan favorite, amazing choreography. I really liked the inception deja vu, take me home back to back Mm -hmm. the white outfits. They killed that performance. Holla holla, really powerful in person. Got to talk about the encore eternal sunshine, dancing like butterfly wings, star and turbulence. Girl, perfect picks to connect with the audience, you know, yeah, really emotional, yeah. great picks. Uh, lost it when HJ lost it during Star. I know, I wanted to hug him. Oh, I'm so, I'm just so happy for him, genuinely. I think, yeah, it's wonderful to see someone's dream come true right in front of your eyes. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what that moment was, you know, he knows how big that night was and to be overwhelmed. Yeah. It was just such a powerful moment to get to be kind of in that space, witness that type of thing. That's always, you know me, I love going to concerts for that stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then ending with turbulence, that just feels right. That's the right, right feel, right vibe. Woo Young, hotter, hotter than you could ever dream of. He's yeah. my bias. Well, Young looks good. Uh, <laughs> I agreed with you, though, with HJ. I think he's a real presence. I ended up watching mm-hmm. him a lot. Mingy's tone is cool and unique. You know, Mingy brings a yeah. lot to the table for this group. John Ho's vocals are, like, insane, insane. We could talk about them all night, but, like, the mics were on. This group doesn't mm-hmm. lip sync. None of them yeah. are lip syncing. Jong Ho, he has that high belt that is so Ugh. powerful and consistent it's insane. Like he's a real deal singer. And I don't think there are many idols that can match him. No. Like there really aren't that many that can do what he does. There's people that have great high voices. There's people that have powerful voices, but his tone, what he does is really special and unique. He was impressive, impressive. Atiz is unique in general. I think that they're special, put on an amazing show, hard choreography, 
Like, I think they did, what, 27 songs? I mean... They did so- Oh, my God. It was, like, almost three hours long. That's K-pop concerts. Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. It's very different from Western shows. Very lucky if you get a full hour. Right? Yeah. Imagine doing 27 <laughs> songs. Like, Ugh. that's why these K-pop shows are great. There's usually no yeah. opener. They Thank do yeah. so much. I couldn't ask for more. I really, I love Itties and I will root for them always. They're phenomenal. And for all of the Queendom listening, I know some of our friends are going to shows in Texas and California. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Exceeded our expectations. They're phenomenal. Really, I'm, I'm just like really proud of them. I think, I don't know. I feel like yeah. things have gone up and down for them uh, the past couple of years, obviously during the pandemic. And there were, you know, Mingy was gone for a while. And it's just so nice to see this. Uh, a writer from, I think she was working for Rolling Stone that night, but she posted something that was a picture from their last, the last time they were in New York. And the audience was the same size or smaller than the number of ATE that were allowed during their sound check. It's amazing. The growth that they've had yeah. in the past couple of years is ridiculous. And I think it also speaks to the growth of K-pop. Yeah. Yeah. This is what every K-pop concert is going to look like from now on. I wasn't blown away by it because obviously we talk about K-pop every week. We know how big this is, but it's just like reassuring to see. Yeah. <laughs> sold out yeah. and you're going to stay sold out. Uh, so congratulations to them. So freaking proud of them. I hope the rest of the tour continues with amazing performances. Everyone stays healthy and I just, I just love them charity. Yeah. I'm so happy. I definitely was on a high from that after the devastating news of last week. So let's move into that. (laughs) We're going to be honest. As you all know, we're multis. The first group that made us a multi was Monster X. Yeah. Uh, After BTS, Monster X was the first group I heard and thought, who is this? Oh, wow. We have never seen Monster X live. Never. And I'm, I regret not seeing them when they were in New York in 2019 yeah. because we haven't we had, had a no chance. Idea. We had no idea. Like uh, we were doing other stuff, like just didn't align. But oh my God, if I'd known that then, <laughs> that would yeah. be my only time to have seen show new. I would have rearranged anything that had been going on. Exactly. Cancel trips. Everything's changed. Right? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, it's a it's a regret, you guys. So what we've learned is when your favorite K-pop groups in town, you have to do whatever you can to see them because you may never see them again. Yeah. Um, And in our case, we have not seen Monster X. Everyone that listens to the show knows we're so passionate about this group. We love them. Their releases at the end of 2021, the Korean comeback and the English comeback were phenomenal. So Mm -hmm. some of my favorite stuff, like I was just so excited for this concert. Could not wait. Could not wait. And like we mentioned earlier, we talked about it on the podcast last week. We really thought it was going to happen. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. They postponed the tour nine days before it started in New York City. That's not – like Thursday night at like 9.30 p.m., they just posted on social media um, with rescheduled dates and said it was because of COVID concerns. I'm sorry. That's bullshit. Thank you. And here's why. I'll just say it. It is. And here's why. Because if it's that much of a concern, the same night, 20 minutes later, P1 Harmony posted their tour announcement. Every other group is announcing tours. A tease isn't canceling their tour. Twice isn't canceling. 
these are sold out tours. So it's not like, oh, because COVID's so bad, there's no demand. People don't want to go because they're scared. No, 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 no. Uh, If you wanted to do it, you could. They chose not to. And I don't want to judge people for doing things or not doing things during COVID because I understand there's people who are really compromised and can't enjoy life like the rest of us can. And that sucks. So I want to be very careful that we're not coming off insensitive to that issue because I totally get it. That's not what we mean. I totally get it. I just think if that was the concern, you could have announced a couple weeks earlier. Yeah. You could have announced a month earlier because it was clear in December what this, that this surge was going to last at least a couple months. Well, also they were here for Jingle Ball and one of the dates had to cancel because of COVID. So So if that was the problem, if they were like, oh, you know what? This is scary. We don't want to do this again. Understandable. But announce it. The fact that they never said a word, yet they weren't promoting the American tour. We watch all of the Monster X content. They didn't say a word. Those members were not saying, I can't wait to be back. You know, I'm so excited for two weeks from now. None of them were talking about the tour, Mm -hmm. which right there was red flag. Yeah. There was no promotions. There was nothing. So the team knew that there was an issue. They didn't cancel it for all the fans. And that's really, really shitty. That's just a horrible way to treat your fans. Especially because people had flights booked, hotels booked. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't get a refund on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, this is a big, big deal for fans to go to concerts. And when you tour the U.S. and you only do, some groups do five dates, some do 10, 14, you're not going to everyone's city. So people from cities, smaller cities close to New York, or maybe even not close to New York, decide they're going to make a weekend of it and book all this travel. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that they handled it is what upsets me the most. If you want to cancel due to COVID, fine. But it wasn't even like, oh, all of the members tested positive for COVID and we're, you know, yeah. we're not going to go because we're a little creeped out. Fine. No, it was just this generic, well, in light of the situation, we've decided not to do it. What the <laughs> And I just want to say what makes this extra fishy. Adele did the same thing last week. She did it a night before her Vegas residence. That's, yeah, was supposed to start. Yeah. A night before. And guess what just came out? It wasn't COVID. <laughs> the Caesars Palace, who's hosting her residency, said that wasn't the issue at all. She never got through one rehearsal because she was unhappy with the production, didn't like the choir. She canceled it and then said it was because of COVID. Yeah, it's a nice convenient excuse these days yeah exactly like just say whatever it is say you weren't ready say there's issues say somebody's sick and it's something else just like the generic because of covid isn't gonna fly when the rest of your industry is over here touring right now mm-hmm. going to the same cities that you are saying you're not going to now like yep. ats was here and a bigger venue than what monster x is gonna play in yep yep it just, I don't like the lack of transparency. Uh, completely. Um, because I think as K-pop fans, especially when it's that close to the concert date, it just seems disrespectful. Exactly. Well, and and I also have to say, this wasn't like this just happened. I think if this was the only time this happened, we wouldn't be so upset. This is the fourth concert that has been postponed or canceled since COVID started with Monsta X. Four. Yeah. A tease sat there and said, we don't know what's going to happen. Let's just wait. Let's hold onto the venues if we can, and we'll see what happens. That's what you should do. You don't postpone and set dates for six months later. Well, they postponed, canceled, canceled that tour, then 
created a whole new tour last year. And this is a postponement from that second tour that they planned. Like, you don't do that. I don't know who like, the team is, but they need to get their act together. Don't do that. Don't create a new tour. We talked about it. I remember those dates. They were like April of 2021. We're like, that's not going to happen. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why would you even do that? So, like, the way that they're kind of jerking around their fans, it's not right. And what really, really bothers me about this, they have such positive momentum from their two mm. releases in December. They did great press over here in the States around the dreaming. They had the movie, the album release party, Jingle Ball. People are behind them. This is the perfect time to tour. Guess what? Momentum gone. Momentum yeah. gone. So you're still going to be promoting the dreaming in, in May? May and June. And in that time, all these other groups have already done the first legs of their tours. And I'm just going to tell you, like Americans that are just getting into K-pop, they're going to spend their money seeing one of these other groups and build loyalty towards them. Yeah. They are. I mean, they're going to go see One Us. They're going to go see Epic High and Eric Nam and Twice and P1 Harmony and Itties. Like, all these other groups are touring. You're missing out on the prime time and prime opportunity. It's just, it breaks my heart for the guys because they have nothing to do with this and they must be yeah, so disappointed. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it's so frustrating because both of those albums were so great. Their team really needs to get it together. I don't know what's going on over there, but... Uh, it's same. I don't know what's really going on, but again, the COVID thing just felt like an excuse. It didn't feel... Yeah. Because if that was authentic. the concern, you could have said that in December. Yeah. You could have said that weeks before. I mean, this just felt... Also, if that's the concern, these other groups wouldn't be announcing tours or continuing with their tours. Not just one, yeah. but multiple other K-pop groups. Yeah. That's why... I'm skeptical of that being the reason. Well, and if they if they would have been heavily promoting the tour over here, if the guys would have been talking about it and then they came out and said the COVID thing, I'd be a little bit more understanding. Like, okay, yeah. for whatever reason, they decided it wasn't worth the risk. Fine. But the fact that they weren't promoting it at all, just didn't say anything, and then came out and canceled the way they did, they were never going to come over here. This was decided before nine days ago, you know? And that's what bothers me. Another telling thing, like kind of in this conversation, was um, Live Nation. So apparently Live Nation was following them on social media, and they are not now. Uh, Mom Bebe on social media said it happened like three days before the announcement. I'm not positive of the timeline and, mm -hmm. you know, what the accuracy is around this. But Live Nation isn't following Monsta X anymore. So something fell apart in the back end of this tour. Uh, and that's just so tragic for the guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, you know, what people seem to forget too, members have to enlist and Monsta X is an older group. So they're going to lose a couple members <laughs> like soon. There's a couple that are 30 this year. So by doing this, they're losing valuable time and money. And we've been pretty forgiving um, with the American team. There's a lot of chatter in the K-pop industry that's not positive around the specifics of their team. Charity and I always try to be professional and positive and not, you know, spread rumors and get caught up in that stuff because the behind the scenes is very different than what the fans see. We understand that. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, I think the American team does a wonderful job with the songwriters they work with, the songs yeah, that they get them, yeah. the production. There's a lot of good. But there's this other stuff that's really unfortunate. And a recent Rolling Stone interview, 
Rolling Stone UK followed them in the United States in LA for three days. So around their movie premiere and the record release party. And the writer mentioned that no one introduced her to the guys. No one said a word. And two or three days into following them, I am said to her, hey, are you working with us? Like introduced himself to her because he saw her with their entourage, you know, all those days. Insane. How ins- I mean, I was shocked to read that. And clearly the writer felt like it was really awful because she put it in the article. The yeah. first thing you do is introduce the journalist to the artist. Right? Especially if they're following them. And this is Rolling Stone. Uh-huh. Well, they don't think it's important. They don't. The, I don't. Tre- I, the, the, yeah. Oh. The manager had a lot of FaceTime, though. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But they didn't feel it was important to introduce... Uh, the the artist, the journalist who was trailing them for days. The artist then oh. had to go up and say hi. Like how embarrassing for the artist that their management couldn't even do a formal introduction to someone who yeah. was writing a story for Rolling Stone. Like, okay, everyone doesn't speak perfect English. That doesn't mean that you just dismiss them and don't even introduce no, yeah. them. That's so rude for the journalist and the artist. And that should have never happened. Yeah. And I just, I really feel bad for Monstax. I really feel bad for them because talent-wise, looks-wise, it factor-wise. Everything. They have everything. And this is out of their control. Like, they can't control who their management is in the States. No. That's something completely separate, you know, They can't control anything. their pay grade, you know? Idols don't control anything in their career. Yeah. They show up. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, that's the way it goes. Yeah. You sign a contract, you're locked in. And I'm just so, so sad for them. Because they have yeah. every element that they should be one of the biggest groups in the world. And I yeah, unfortunate. They, I feel like they were on the cusp here. You know, they did really well with those releases. And something, someone, a group of people dropped the ball in such a magnificent way. And I've got to be honest, I'm not very optimistic for those summer dates. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, this will be the fifth time. <laughs> so I think we have to yeah. kind of... <laughs> Temper. expectations yeah. are low <laughs> exactly and i hate that because they're like one of our favorite favorite groups yeah i will be honest of all the concerts coming up this was the one i was most excited about yeah same so i'm just same. heartbroken and you know to see all this missed opportunities for an act that should be so big yeah. it's just sad so Ugh. a great week fairy tease a horrible week for months x we're hoping the best Come for those baby. guys yeah <laughs> I, I hope for the best. And I hope, you know, again, there's great stuff their team does. There's stuff that I think is better than any other K-pop group as far as how they promote them in the States. So this isn't a total like, wow, they suck at everything. They don't like at all. But maybe we just need some new management publicity. I don't know. Stuff needs to change on the back end yeah. of their team yeah. over here because this was bad. And And then they tweeted like this week, like, Sunday morning, perfect for this song. No, Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday morning. What song are you listening to? But this was Monster X. Uh, and everyone's like, it's Monday in Korea and it's Sunday in the state. Or, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Your social media? You don't even know what the calendar is? Are you kidding me? Like, it, um, this is all just it's embarrassing. Stuff. Yeah. And it's so avoidable. That's what upsets me. There's a lot of avoidable stuff. I just don't like that they make them look like amateurs because they are not. Like, this is not their fault. This is not a reflection on who they are as artists. It just angers me that the people surrounding them are doing this really – it just makes me angry. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. This is beyond <sighs> okay. frustrating. Uh, we can talk about it forever, but you know, know. obviously okay. you've heard our opinions. Monster X deserves better. Mom, baby deserve yeah. better. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Deep breath. Okay. Um, but oh. <laughs> we, I, we also want to say happy birthday to another Aquarius King because I am celebrating his birthday today. We record on Wednesdays. Happy birthday. We love you. Happy birthday. Love him. He's the best. One day we're going to get drinks with you, honey, and I am. In that article, they mentioned a lot of stuff around that. Not a lot, but there was a really great segment. And I was like, yes, these two. (laughs) Right? Uh, Love you guys. Love you, I am. Happy birthday. Okay, let's move on and quickly talk about Two Kids Room. Our guys, Stray Kids, their reality show is back. It's quick. They give you 15 minutes of two guys in a room talking to each other. Then the rest of the members kind of discuss those two members. So it's just kind of casual and you get a feel for their personalities and their specific friendship. So this week we started with Hyunjin and Felix. Your man. What did you think? Mm, Well, (laughs) um, Felix is a little too close there is what I thought. Uh, (laughs) Like, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. I I don't blame you. I don't blame you for being in love with Hyunjin because so am I. But like, let's back <laughs> off a little bit, Felix. There was some heavy flirting going on. And I was like, uh, dude, right? chill out. Yeah. I get it. Everyone's in love with Hyunjin. As you know, he's my bias. So just chill out. Uh, <laughs> I seriously like right away, my first thought, I'm like, are these two dating? And we don't know. Like, what is yeah. happening here? Uh, there's a close friendship between these two. Um, I mean, I'm joking around, obviously, but it felt like Felix was flirting with Yanjin for 15 minutes. I mean, who can blame But him, that's though, it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, I'm just mad because it wasn't me. Like, right. I think anyone sitting next to Yanjin would oh be behaving God. that way. I know, right? I'd, I'd look right? like such an idiot. I'd have no chill. I'd be like the oh most God. embarrassing version of myself. Like, ugh. Uh. So I feel like there should have been those like uh, emoticons that they got to put over Felix's eyes, like just heart emojis. Yes. Pulsing. Yes. Yes. Like when he was turning and like putting his elbow on the back of the couch, I was like, oh, my God, it was funny. Felix is all of us. Felix is all of us. Felix is all of <laughs> yeah. us. And Hyunjin's just like, cool. He's like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we are good friends. Yeah. It's fun yeah. hanging out with you. Like. Olivia. Felix was so close to a love confession there at the end. I was like, he's like, can I tell you something? You're you're the reason why I am me and all this stuff. I was like, oh my goodness. He's he's putting it out there. Oh, so funny. Yeah. So it was an interesting one. I think it's cool, like, because you get to know more and more about each of their personalities. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like how the guys who aren't in the room talk about them. Like, you know, these yeah. two are opposites because when you have a disagreement, this one tries to work it out. That one storms away. Like all of that yeah. stuff. You're just getting intel into their personalities, which I love. I loved it when Felix was like, didn't you want to be an interior designer before? Well, my mom's one. <laughs> well, yeah, he's showing a picture. Yeah. My mom's an interior designer. You could ask her questions. Oh, so cute. <laughs> it was cute. I mean, it was very, very cute. Straight kids continue to be just the most likable, entertaining guys on the planet. It was very cute, and I'm looking forward to more. Again, these are pretty quick, so we don't have a full breakdown or anything. We're just going to give you our quick thoughts on them and move on. Did I miss anything else? No, it was cute. I just thought, I'm like, Felix, you're all of us. That's what I got out of that. Felix was everyone. I was getting so bad. I was like, get him out of here. 
Look at him flirting with my boyfriend. Like, it's it's when you see how sick I am with these guys that, like, that was my thought. Like, I'm like, chill out. Oh, goodness. I was a little jealous, uh, gotta be honest. Oh, watch out, Felix. Seriously. Yeah, I found myself being like, ugh. But I love you, Felix. Just kidding. Okay, oh, let's okay. move on. Long episode, and we've got to get in some news. Not too much news this week, though. But the biggest thing is NCT 127, they won their first day sang, which is a grand Yay. prize award. They won it at the SMAs. Grand prize means like the best of the best. And if you're a K-pop fan, you know BTS has won every grand prize award at every award show for years now. BTS is going to win. So this was quite the surprise. It was a massive deal. Um, you could tell that they were surprised. The fans were really excited. It's so well-deserved. NCT 127 is amazing and they've done such great work and, you know, sticker is still on the billboard 200. So they had a massive year last year. Just want to congratulate them. And I think that's really exciting. And I don't think it's anything for BTS fans to get upset about, or, you know, it's, it's not a changing of the guard. There's so much great stuff in K-pop and there's other groups that are doing phenomenal work and have been for years. So every once in a while, it's nice to see other groups awarded as well. And BTS hasn't put out as much content, you know, in the past year. So it was cool to see NCT get their flowers. Finally, we love them. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to our kids, Stray Kids. They were awarded with the 50 Million Views Trophy from Studio Choom. Those are like the best videos. They're the ones that do Artists of the Month. And then groups always film with them, like when a single comes out, because they're really cool uh, performance videos. If you want to see the group, just do the choreography they're the best. And Stray Kids are the first act to get 50 million views. So they filmed something kind of celebrating it. They got a trophy. It was very cute. So congratulations to them. Uh, We mentioned this briefly earlier in the podcast, but P1 Harmony officially announced US tour dates and it kicks off here in New York in March. So that's really exciting. You know, they're another group that came over here a couple months ago. And I think you know, garnered some goodwill and they're building their fandom and that's going to be amazing. So very excited for that. We talked about Ravi from Vix last week because his label is the label that was responsible for Wean's album, which we mentioned Charity and I both loved. Ravi has a comeback coming uh, in a couple weeks here, February 8th. So that'll be exciting. Another comeback we're looking forward to, Wanho. It's a single Yay. album, so we'll get two songs. And he wrote the title track. That's February 16th. Cravity comeback on February 22nd. So a lot to look forward to in February. We have that treasure comeback, which I think is the 15th. There's a lot. K-pop does not sleep. Either do we. You know we're going to be reviewing <laughs> all of this. That's why we mention it. Um, something interesting. Jenny from Blackpink, is featured in Grimes's new music video. That's going to come out, I think, in a few days. So that's interesting. I'm not sure how that that's going to go. We'll see. I'm sure we'll have thoughts on it once we see it. And news that kind of is disheartening, or at least to me, Zach Sang, who is one of the best in the business. You know, Charity and I get behind a microphone every week and we talk K-pop. So we have people we look up to in this industry. And Zach Sang... K-pop fans, you know who he is because he always sits down with K-pop acts and he talks to them for an hour, two hours. I feel like he's literally the only interviewer that listens to the music and is as passionate as we are. He always like actually gets it and has real opinions, real thoughts. 
his show was canceled. So that's really sad. And I think that's just so tone deaf um, because K-pop's bigger than ever. And this is the guy and they canceled his show. So that sucks. I want to give a massive shout out and a lot of love and good vibes to Zach because we've been fans for years and he does a great job. So hopefully somebody else picks him up because that's, I would be shocked if it didn't happen. Yeah. And well, the thing is he can always produce it himself as well, Yeah, you can. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's nice to have a deal where you're distributed to 90 stations across the United States. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, I was upset when I saw that. So shout out to Zach and shout out to all the other journalists and media representatives who genuinely love and understand the music and are passionate about it and give the artists the respect they deserve. Because, you know, when you watch these press junkets, the same question 50 times. Oh, God, right? <laughs> but it's clear they haven't listened to the album. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, oh, God. So we lost a good one with that. And we hope we see him again really soon because he's he's needed in this world. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. End of the show. Lots of good stuff. I think we probably will have a song of the week from the same artist, but I'm not sure if it'll be the same song. <laughs> Charity, what is your song of the week? My song of the week is Call My Name by Pentagon. Girl. Girl. Yeah. Same. Same, same, same. Yeah, Call My Name. It's so good. Call My Name by Pentagon is my favorite song of 2022. It could be my favorite song ever. I love this song <laughs> so okay. much. This is the song. This is the album. This is the comeback. This is the group. I'm telling you, Pentagon, so, so, so good. Oh, Please announce a tour. I would die to see them. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> uh, like, wear those suits from this video. I just love the whole aesthetic. They're. Yeah. Yeah. Pentagon's killing it. Next week, 101. We have a long way to come back from those guys. So that's exciting. JB put something out uh, as we speak. It's being released. So. We will track that down and give you our thoughts on that. And I'm sure there's lots of other great stuff we're going to talk about and review for you. New episodes come out every Thursday, so you know where to find us. And again, if there's something you'd like us to listen to or review, let us know. We can't always do everything. We try to do stuff that's current or came out recently or a comeback that's happening soon. But we appreciate all of the suggestions and we'll try our best to kind of weave in maybe groups that aren't as recent. So please reach out to us and let us know. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for being part of our lives. We don't take you for granted. We're so lucky we get to do this every week, talk about what we love. You know, being in a room with all of those fans at a concert that Charity mentioned earlier, it's such a special feeling. And K-pop fans in this community, you guys are just the best. We appreciate you so much. We love this music and we're so passionate about what we do and we're happy that um, that seems to translate, that Queendom seems to enjoy listening to us and comes back every week. We appreciate you. We love you. Hope you're staying healthy. Hope your 2022 is off to a great start. Have a wonderful weekend and we will be back next week for episode 89. Take care. Love you. Love you, Queendom. Have such a great weekend. Bye. Bye.